0: Welcome back, Landon. I didn't believe it when they told me you'd be back, but here you are. Thanks, Bruce. I'm really excited to be back in a t shirt. Landon, I just... I just worry that... The game's changed while you were gone, Landon. The game's changed. It's only been two years, Bruce. I haven't even got the old LD farewell to jersey framed yet. Landon, it's a brave new world out there. Coach, I'm sure it'll be fine. I did train with Nigel for a couple weeks, and I feel pretty good, even if my intros don't. We play with 13
1: players now, Landon. What? Yes, Landon. It's not the same game you grew up with. Goals scored in the 29th minute are called leap goals and only count every four games. Are you serious right now? Yes, Landon. It's not the Queen's game anymore. Any player who wins a red card has to be publicly pants before they leave the pitch.
0: You know, I'm really not sure yes, about Yes, Landon.
1: Goal are now made of candy and named Hansel and Gretel.
0: Bruce, this is getting a little ridiculous. You're
1: not in Kansas anymore, Landon. If you score a game winner in stoppage time and don't take your shirt off, you get a bucket of Nickelodeon slime dropped in your hair. Slowly, by the fourth oldest fan in the crowd. Dude, I know you're not serious right now. Yes, Landon. Winter's coming. The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses, it's between the living and the dead, and make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. This is getting ridiculous. Yes, Landon. In order to retrieve a ball for a throw-in, corner, or goal kick, you have to do a synchronized dive with the center official, and be careful. That Russian judge is a prick. Come on, Bruce, you're getting a little- Yes, landed. We're Barbie girls in a Barbie world, and if you save two penalties, you're called a witch and thrown into a cauldron of boiling water. I'm getting too old for this shit. Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Tough Cast.
0: Welcome to Duff Goss, by two United fans, this is Notch, and this is Caleb, and this is Colin, and without being too shifty, it's episode 70. So,
1: first things first, we gotta, we gotta acknowledge the fact that Caleb is now a
0: honest man. Yes, finally, I mean after Somebody so many has years. Somebody's tied you down. Yeah. No, that's it, was touch, it was touch and go for a few seconds there. And and you finding us in our honeymoon, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that what goes on in there is private and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. But I was I'm...
2: I was just really impressed with the fringe that
0: was on those cuffs, by the way. <laughs> hey man. Paint leopard print is where where it's at. It's in style now. This podcast
1: went from like (laughs) zero to like two hundred and like the span that escalated quickly. Thirty seconds. But Uh, yeah,
0: I'm I'm back like Landon Donovan, but with less excitement and applause. Mm -hmm. So, but the same (laughs) amount of nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she she doesn't listen to this, so we're okay. But my mom does. So,
1: oh my god. Oh my god! Well, well, I do want to, I do want to acknowledge to the listeners the fact that you snuck a Minnesota United reference <laughs> into
0: your vows. Yeah, I, I did. I can't believe I told you guys that before we recorded. So that was my fault. Okay, you... come on, tell the listeners what you did. I, it's I, pretty okay, impressive. Um, I listen of these things where there's uh, there's a bunch of couples in like these pop culture thing shows, movies that we enjoy. Taylor am I. Myself enjoyed. Then I added at the end. So you were like,
1: I'm the Justin to your Who is his girlfriend these days, Bieber's girlfriend. I, I have even... no idea at all. Yeah, don't even pretend Nothing like, like that. You're not but like it was like People uh, magazine. Like
0: TV shows like sidekicks and stuff. Like uh, I did uh, Watson to Holmes and uh, Bucky to Captain America. And I did, uh, she's a big fan of Outlander. So uh, Claire to my Jamie. It's, it's a decent show. But uh, then at the end, I finished it off with uh, The Ramirez to my Ibarra. And you guys guys let me stay here Which I appreciate that a lot Did you also make a Wonderwall reference? I did, she is my Wonderwall Oh my god And also she is Is my lobster Is she going to be the one that saves you? Oh my god If I could have, I would have just sang the whole entire tourist to her But I don't have that good of a voice I'm really missing Jeff right now I just want (laughs) to say (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap (laughs) That's adorable though That's pretty great Uh, i did i did have a couple people behind me my groom's people crying uh my friend amanda who stood up with me was trying throughout the most most of the uh ceremony but my friend uh called your mate Slade, teared up he told me during the vows so good stuff mission accomplished yeah
2: exactly i did not accomplish that with my wife's brother when i did my vows and I'm envious, honestly. <laughs> You're just standing there with the gun to your head being like <laughs> <laughs> No to say I do. No, that was just her say father. I <laughs> okay. Oh <laughs> uh, well Again, I'm glad my
1: wife doesn't listen to this either. <laughs> there you go. Well, congratulations again, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, that. We are happy that we actually got you back in this room. And speaking of which, we're all in the same room again. We are not bicoastal this time. No, yeah. no, not anymore. Wait, isn't there a law in
0: North Carolina against that? <laughs> <laughs> no, just some bathroom thing. You have to be in the same coastal bathroom that you are on the same coast as. Right. So yeah, yeah. Actually, I do want. To you have a to have the
2: same coast as
0: the bathroom that you are going yeah, into. What so
1: I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, I do want to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that the NCAA pulled what is it, eight of their games out of North Carolina? Something like that. It was seven or
2: eight, and I think. Five of those were happening in Cary, North Carolina, where
1: the Rail Hawks are centered. Right, right. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think we need to all stand up against bigotry when it takes place. And again, I'm super supportive of that. And I also want to give a big, big, big shout out to Megan Rapinoe who again tonight. Uh, showed some solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, uh, and I, 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 love that this thing is, is kind of, again, shining a light on some issues that need a light, these bit of light shine.
0: On them. And Megan Rapinoe is the first person to kneel for the anthem at an international match. Previously was at her club team, but now she's the first ever to do this at an international match.
2: And not only that, but there was also the incident with the Washington Spirit where the
0: That's right. team's
2: ownership literally refused to play the national anthem before the game, or at least before the players got onto the field to avoid such an incident. Yeah. credit to the spirit players for coming out and saying that that was a real disservice to the sort of protests that mm-hmm. Rapinoe was trying to say.
1: Well, I think the simple fact here is that when, when players assault their uh, partners, when, they're, when they beat other people, when there are gun violations, other laws, there's hardly any of this outrage that's being directed at a peaceful protest that's trying to bring up um, a very poignant social issue in this country at the moment so uh, and, and the spirit thing did, all that all of the owner achieved was shining a nice big mm-hmm. spotlight on the protest again and it was it, it was on the front page of the BBC app so um, I I I think I think this is, again, just one more thing that's saying, all right, this is a real thing that we need to pay a shoe to. It, it, it affects a lot of us. And there's one thing, one argument I just want to address really quickly. A lot of people are saying, well, these guys get paid a lot of money. So, like, what kind of injustice do they serve? Uh, I don't think anyone's asking for their bank account receipts when they see him on the street. You know, like that one, um, I think it was an NBA player who was in Atlanta and he went to a jewelry shop and had the cops called on him because they thought he was uh, a shifty, shady looking guy, just... I mean, essentially, it's just because he was black. And no, nobody cared about his bank receipts, how rich he was or anything. People don't get judged on that stuff in public. Um, so whereas you might think that they're, you know that they're famous for being athletes, there are places that you know they, they face the same discrimination as anybody else. Not only is
2: Megan Rupino not as rich as your average NFL player, but Colin Kaepernick actually did say that he's going to pledge his first million dollars of salary towards different social justice causes. He's also
0: so. giving away his uh, jersey sale uh, revenue to a charity as well. Um, whether those yeah. jerseys are being bought to support him or to be burned in, uh, Epigree, know, maybe. On a, in a YouTube video somewhere that will get seven views. Who knows, but all that money is that's going to him is going to a charity that he supports, which I yeah. think is pretty great too. Let's move on to some soccer,
1: guys, and start talking about NESL News. You guys excited about <laughs> Not after no. last week, no.
0: <laughs> which is, which is <laughs> what, what's happening,
1: right? Nothing, right? So,
0: so oh, thank God it's, been it's so great... good that
2: you did not listen to this last episode because it was just us
1: being very, very, very depressed, right? This was, I mean, this was a really great
0: week for the NASL because there was no NASL.
2: Exactly, news. yeah.
0: <laughs> no news is good news has never been truer than this week for <laughs> <laughs> True yeah. enough, true
1: enough. So what are we what are we going to do to fill this time before we get to talking matches, guys?
2: Well. Let's talk some of the Minnesota to MLS news because there actually was a fair amount of news since we last recorded. Um, we skipped over this last time that uh, Notch, you and I, recorded, but um, Minnesota United did announce a director for their development academy, a guy by the name of Tim Carter.
1: And this is the same guy who had been announced, uh, I think, like by the school that he worked for, Shattuck St. Mary, several mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah,
2: back then they announced that there was going to be some sort of strategic partnership with Minnesota United. I have a feeling that was probably just the fact that he was being their main Svengali, I guess, as far as it comes mm-hmm. for um, guiding what sort of moves they were going to make for their development academy. Right. Um, but he did officially become part of the Minnesota United fold. Um, he's had a very, very long tenure with youth development and coaching. Um, he was kind of a a lead development role with the Chicago Fire back in the day. He was mm-hmm. also an assistant manager with the Minnesota Thunder for a time. And he was the head coach of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds back in the A-League days. Oh,
1: oh man. Wow. I, I just want to, since you mentioned youth coaching really quick, before we move on to the news item, I just want to recognize that um, former Minnesota... Uh, Base youth coach gavin pew recently passed away just a couple of days ago he was fighting a battle with als that he was diagnosed with since 2013 very popular guy among dark cloud circles here very fondly remembered by a lot of people um a lot of very sad people in minnesota um thinking about him and, and if you knew gavin if you um feel so inclined to do something in his memory please donate to the als association that's what the family has has requested in lieu of flowers or other donations um, that you donate to the ALS association, so so please go ahead and do that um, in his memory please Dan. yeah yeah let's uh, let's move on to some other things about the expansion draft that were broken this week guys
0: yeah, MLS announced that uh, Minnesota United and Atlanta also named United will have five pits in expansion <laughs> so draft. Uh, this is down from the previous expansion draft held by with uh, Orlando and NYCFC they each had ten pits for each team. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's down to five. Um, One thing, there's some new rules here. Each MLS team can only lose one player. So example, we have Chris Clutie on loan from Portland Timbers. If we decide we like him a lot, we draft him. No more Portland Timbers players can be taken by either team. So they're out. Right. And last time around, it was
2: two players could be selected within the draft itself. This time it's only one. Um, so it is definitely a tightening in the draft, aside from the fact that there's you know, 50% less players that can be selected within it. Um, I think the big thing is the fact that teams can only lose one player, and then all of a sudden the rest of their players are shut out. That was probably the bigger concession, I guess, for the rest of the teams mm-hmm. as far as approving an expansion draft this time around.
1: I think, I mean, I, I'll i be honest, from an outsider perspective who knows nothing about U.S. sports and drafts and all this until I moved to this country, this is super weird for me that, mm-hmm. you know, you can, like, take dudes from another <laughs> roster, like, who are signed to that. I mean, one thing that the teams didn't want them, which I kind of guess what it sometimes is, but, like, the amount of players who can be left unprotected means that there are some guys who you'd ideally want to keep who are going to have to be left unprotected, and... Um, I so I think that's kind of weird I I always even when I used to play the old NHL uh, video games back in the day and and I was. I'm pretty sure I was the only ice native Indian ice hockey fan. Uh, in <laughs> and he you made country. your way to Minnesota. Well <laughs> I did. <done>. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes. Uh, uh, you, did always it, seem weird. you did it. Notch. You did it. Quickly on a hockey thing. I was in Bosnia, right, recently. I saw a guy on a Minnesota Wild uh, t shirt walking by. Nice. No shit. Pretty sure he was Serbian. And I, I wanted to, like tap him on the shoulder and be like, ah, but then he'd like walk by too quickly, and I would, you know. I would have geeked out and been weird, and I was too busy taking pictures of all the cats. <laughs> Which, by the way, Bosnia and Turkey, filled with cats. It's oh, awesome. Anyway, it's nice. back to your regularly scheduled uh, MLS news.
2: Uh, well, yeah. really quick, no, Minneapolis City would be very stoked about the fact that
1: both countries ah, were filled with cats. There you go. <laughs> International friendly coming up. Is that right. <laughs> Uh, Minneapolis City versus Burstas 4. Sometime, (laughs) by the way, in the offseason, just remind me when when we have some downtime to talk about the soccer situation in Bosnia. It's pretty interesting, particularly in the city of Mostar. Um, And I'll just give you a quick preview. It's the most racially segregated city in the country. And there's one team who greet their players
0: literally with Nazi salutes. Little, oh, very charming stuff. That's fun. Charming, right? <laughs> Back to MLS expansion news. Uh, that was the worst segue ever. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Nazis salutes. You, but you did mention um, players. Don can... Garber was. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you you didn't mention player, uh Teams uh, have to protect their players. Uh, each MLS club has the ability to protect eleven players from selection. These do not include uh, gener- generation Adidas players who have not graduated the program. As well as home drone players on a club supplemental or reserve roster and another
2: that it doesn't include or it does include rather um, any players that have a no transaction clause in their contract typically these are guys that are on designated player contracts anyway okay. um, but if they have a like a no trade clause or a no transaction clause they have to include them as part of their 11 protected players. Nuts, you seem very exasperated about this I also heard that there was concept. a
1: clause that if a player's mother really likes them and doesn't want them to be leave the city, then they have they are protected. I also heard that um, if a player turns around and says their name three times, then they can't they can't be protected.
0: That if was the last time for the action okay. drafts. Oh, oh, Did okay. They changed yeah. that for this yeah. one. Though, yeah. to
2: be fair, <laughs> if a player has broads in Atlanta, they have to go to Atlanta.
1: Oh, okay. I see. I see how this works now.
2: No, no love for the designer reference.
1: I didn't. I'm not,
0: not kinda, a fan. Sorry, no.
1: it flew kind of over my head. Man. Hashtag panda. Oh, okay. not, not
0: a good song. Some, <laughs> some, one listener. <laughs> there's some, like some listener out there right now who's like, yes, yes, that was, was amazing. Some listener loves Colin and just hates me right now. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: They're like tweeting Colin, being like, I just want a podcast with just you and panda references. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, keep going, keep um, going. Let's get through. So this. been. Uh, Bid news: We kind of heard this already that uh, Minnesota United has the priority to sign any player that, are, that is on their current NASL roster. They okay. do have one additional roster spot for NASL or USL player. That I don't know how they're, they could be protected by any of those any of those teams or the best that
2: anyone has been able to come up with is that it's similar to the discovery list where. If a player has been kind of dibsed by, <laughs> seriously, that that's about as as good of a discovery list explanation as you're gonna get. Um, so if if some team has put them on their list, then they have first right refusal as okay. far as any sort of MLS contract they have. Um, I really honestly don't know how that's gonna play out with some of the guys that are in NASL right now, just given the fact that. Nobody knows what this allocation listing really.
1: So, so let me means. ask you a, a, a quick without without too much of whining about MLS rules, which I think I've done enough in my life that I don't need to do it here. Let me ask you a simple question: You guys both get one player from n s l that you take with you from another team. Who do you take? Man,
2: because um, here's the thing: like, uh, there's. A bunch of other MLS rules that make it difficult for that. Okay, okay, okay,
1: okay. The rules don't matter anymore.
2: Okay, rules don't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, let me type in my password. to Hell, nine thousand.
1: Yeah,
0: right? yeah. It, it's a. It's between PC and Eamon Zayed for me. Oh yeah, those two guys. Yeah, probably PC leaning towards him. He's younger, has more of an
2: upside. Okay. I think somebody like PC would be a good choice for an MLS team just because he's much younger there's a little more pedigree there Mm -hmm. um the problem with a lot of the sort of mls caliber nasl guys that i've been thinking about because since the a little bit of a sidetrack since the draft has gone from 10 players to five players there is a little bit more speculation that this means that some of the guys in minnesota united's current team have a little bit better of a chance simply Mm -hmm. because they need to fill out numbers. Um, I would say there's probably maybe seven-ish guys that Minnesota would want to take up with them to MLS. This might move the number to eight or nine. Okay. Um, I don't personally think that there's too many... NASL players right now, just given the rules about international players, mm-hmm. salary numbers, transfer fees that would be attached, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, where it would make that much sense for Minnesota yeah. to go for them. If if there weren't a bunch of
1: MLS rules attached to the process, yeah, there would be more guys. I think. I think also. You, you... Caleb, you both you the both the guys you mentioned were international players. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. There's well, if we're not going head.
0: international, I'd say Dylan Maris. Really? Okay. I okay. think he plays really well. I think he. I don't know. He's younger. He's outside. Yeah. He's a USA player. I Ooh. would. I mean, sign him up.
1: I, I think for my for my money, I would actually probably expend an international slot on Amansia, and and here's why. Uh, I think he's he's kind of that guy who's been in so many different places from all the uh, like kind of views that I get he's just a, a, a good good personality he's a veteran I don't think he sees the pitch as much as he is right now if he, if he goes MLS mm-hmm. but I think his presence in the locker room his ability to ground the team a little bit gives them these guys who are who are taking a huge step up by the way uh, to from like eight or nine of our guys who are getting their big shot. Finally, he helps them kind of ground themselves a little bit and, and makes the most out of the situation. Um, one quick question also, before we move on to the games from last year's expansion draft, have there been players who've done really well? No, that's short that answer. No,
2: right. Uh, no. Tommy McNamara is the only guy that's really made any sort of noise as far as it goes. Um, Beyond that, there's only – I think he is one of the two players that has been within the expansion draft, guys. Yeah, as far as I know, he is one of the two players that is still with the same team. And he didn't
0: really come on until this year. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, if you're watching this as a United fan, which we all are here, I wouldn't get hopes up too much about people who take in this draft. Right. And
2: a lot of the reason that people were looking to the expansion draft as a way to bring in players was just the fact that they're guys that are on MLS contracts, they're guys that you can at least say will fill a roster spot, might not even be in the eighteen, but will at least be a guy that has some value to you. You're not gonna get stars out of this. That's yeah, no.
1: that's the bottom line.
0: Just uh Squad players that can either yeah. challenge for a spot, make other players play better, or just fill out a roster.
1: So so I think I think the message here is uh, temporary expectations. Uh, we are like super running through time right now, so th- th- this next piece has got to be kind of quick, but also there's been some news um, that Minnesota is looking at a short list of coaching candidates who are not called oh. Craig uh, for MLS. Uh, Adrian Heath, Siggy Schmidt, who else was thrown out there? Um, uh-huh. there's one other name that i'm not forgetting but uh the same so,
0: the, tom so- on tom yeah tom yes. so- on. Yeah. right right right
1: uh, there was also don mcnear he's the other oh, yeah that's right yeah. that's right so so there were a bunch of names thrown out um seems like basically there's going to be a new coach in minnesota uh, next year which we can talk about this at, a, at another time in mm-hmm. slightly more detail i i want to make one quick note that um Martino, whose name I'm not forget first name I'm not forgetting, the former coach of Argentina.
2: Oh, Gerardo Martino. Gerardo yeah. Martino is being by head-
1: Barcelona United, apparently. Yeah, also rumor.
2: former head coach of um, FC Barcelona. Right. So uh, that's gonna happen.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> uh, but let's let's guys, uh, let's us move on to talking about some games very quickly. NASL action from this past week. We uh, first game we got on hand is uh, the cricket team versus Indy Eleven uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> It played in Fort Lauderdale. Uh and Fort Lauderdale won to one. Shocker. We all got this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <So. laughs> all of us got this wrong. Um we all thought Indy's uh, little slump wasn't uh gonna last. We all thought that they'll pull it through. They'll they'll be the old boys, but apparently not. Um it continues. And um they got hit for a six. They are uh, bowled all out for. Uh, you guys don't even get my cricket references. This is like <laughs> I, this is like my ever, panda it's, reference. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, there's like one guy listening to this, be like, yes, yes. I want to just start a podcast with Notch making cricket references the whole
0: it's time. definitely the same guy, too, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the Panda on cricket, man. That's all I want. I've got bros in Atlanta that are really focused on cricket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, and, and then there's one other listener who just wants uh, Colin to, or Caleb to write, like, continued, like, marriage vows <laughs> with, like, soccer references. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway moving along in this game uh, we basically saw a replay of the uh, controversial goal that uh, England scored against Germany in the 1966 World Cup Jeff Hurst uh, who hit the top bar I and mean, we were all there the we're like, yeah, yeah. we were all there yeah, yeah we all remember <laughs> it like it was yesterday yes um, so so basically uh, Indy could have had an uh, an equalizer maybe but uh, unfortunately it actually no Fort Lauderdale could have had one more goal but unfortunately it, it just hit the line mm.
0: and it was the right style. call too. Yep, they were yep. conferring yeah. there, but they made the right choice.
1: The mildly infuriating thing that I figured out, by the way, um, when I was looking at uh, the Indy Eleven website, is that all of their players are pictured in the uh, blue jersey, except for the goalkeepers, of course. Except <laughs> Gerardo Torrado, who is featured in a white jersey. Uh, it's like you know, you know how when all the pencils are in a line, and one guy goes and moves like one thing out of out of the way. Uh, And you're like, everything's in order except that
0: one thing. That's what this felt like. Maybe he's colorblind and no one wanted to correct him. No, no, (laughs) you're (laughs) fine. No, it's okay. (laughs) It's cool. Don't worry about it. And to be
2: fair, we have now officially diagnosed Notch with OCD.
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, funny story. When I was in a a fraternity in college and uh, we had all these – you know composites with all of our pictures and at year to year you get one every year so there's all full all around the house they're posted and a few of them would always be like knocked over like just a little bit askew and all I was like super into having them be straight and I um, mentioned this at meetings a couple of times and then the third meeting I came downstairs right before the meeting into our room and every single composite was just like one degree excuse. Someone had gone through the entire <laughs> oh, room and made everything single... <laughs> <no>, perfect. <laughs> it was like the best thing in the world. I mean,
2: as a as a frat brother, you can't admit to some of your really really bad tendencies like that because they're just gonna keep doing that. We, as we, long we as you were
1: pledge-ish. This this was not exactly the most uh, stereotypical uh, chapter. Let me just put it that way. Okay, it, was, okay. uh, it, was, it was very much, uh, yeah, if you know me and you're surprised to hear that I'm in fraternity, yeah, exactly, it's that kind of fraternity. So. <laughs> anyway, let's move yeah. on to Cosmos with Minnesota United. No,
2: no, no, please, let's not. Please? <laughs> are you, Are you sure we need to discuss this? Hey, look, I got the prediction right.
0: Yeah I did too I refused to pitch this game I
2: really need to start betting against Minnesota United Because every single time <laughs> I'm tempted to do it It comes
1: out true And if you
0: do it then they'd, they'd win And you wouldn't win the money exactly. So exactly. start betting against you know, Minnesota
1: United You're just in charge of their destinies yes. yeah. Is what
0: this is uh, well, I am uh,
2: Zlatan Everything revolves around me <laughs> The world
1: <laughs> flows through you um, <laughs> By the way uh, this game ended 1-0 In front of uh, a, a amazing crowd of 3300 people in front of Shark B- Stadium bigger,
0: bigger crowd than usual I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, I mean it's so sad but it, it's true so I hate to I, say I, poor I, Cosmos
1: I, but I no. do I do think Those they've been pulling to either. be fair to them they've been pulling 3000 most games it really should be like 5 or 6 given that they're playing in New York City but still so, so I agree with the sentiment but I do have to give them just a little bit of credit for at least being constant in the 3k mark however uh, they had one goal which is amazing guys it was, yeah
0: very good volley Absolutely fantastic. Long Uh,
1: cross from outside the box. uh, Gets to David Diosa, who just, boom,
0: into the net. Straight over Sammy. There's nothing you can do. It just curls around him, over him, just right into the top corner. It's it's frustrating.
2: Initially, I thought that there could have been a little bit more pressure on the cross, but why would you pressure from 45-ish yards out? it it was stopped yeah. on a dime mm-hmm. and it was a yeah. perfect shot you can you can't complain about that
1: nope uh just quick, real quick being abroad and reading all these about all these games on twitter cuz i could barely find like the good feeds or i would always wake up after the games were done um i saw some very interesting stuff i was it was like oh hey lance slang is doing really well in this game oh hey lance slang is doing really well again oh hey lance slang is starting so talk to me about lance slang while i was gone and now in this game yeah. Lance Lang had
2: probably three or four really good chances throughout the game. A couple of set pieces where either, uh, I think actually each of them, he was taking the free kick and it either hit the bar or went over the bar. A couple of times where in open play he was dribbling very well and had a good run in and just couldn't quite make it happen. And then he got subbed off in the... 61st minute and has a shit fit
0: and i don't blame him too much for this because he has been playing well past few games he's been subbed off in most of those games that he has started and he deserves to play a full 90 with the way he's been playing he won the man of the match for united for playing only an hour why would you take off the guy who's been playing the best in that game for a guy who's not even in full fitness and that question mark is why
2: Minnesota United is looking to new candidates for MLS. <laughs>
0: Probably, maybe I don't know. question mark. I don't think I,
2: Benio. I, I don't know. Here, man. Uh, let me let me toss a hotcake pancake on the griddle really Look quick. Um, the handling of Lance Lang has been maybe the biggest indictment against Carl Craig getting the MLS job, and I say this as someone who the only quibble that I have against him is the fact that he puts Crass instead of The Clash as the greatest UK punk band. (laughs) Like, that's something that I will fight to him to the death for. Okay. But... Let's keep uh, Colin away from Carl Craig from now on. Seriously, yeah. But... uh,
1: Because of your safety, by the way, Carl Craig would whoop your ass. Oh, no, no doubt. No, 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 trust me.
2: (laughs) People... People who do not know me know that—or probably do not have an awareness of the fact that I have a very, very poor left hook, and I'm left-handed.
0: Okay. It's not a combination at all.
2: A terrible combination. But in any case, when you look at the fact that Lance Lang has really impressed when he's been on the field, and you see how he was shut out throughout the first half of the season, you see his treatment within some of these games— I don't believe he's finished a 90 in the
1: entire season, has he?
0: Um,
1: I am not a steel trap of
0: a mind. I, so. don't, I, don't, I don't think so, no.
2: Someone can fact check me on this, please do. I would love to see that Lance Lang has played 90 minutes because it, it would make me feel better. But the fact that he hasn't played 90 minutes under Carl Craig I think is a huge question mark as to whether or not he's really looking at the performance that's on the field as far as guys that he should be subbing in and off. Mm -hmm. Because he's brought on Stefano Pino multiple times where he probably shouldn't have, given that Pino hasn't really provided that much in substitute
0: appearances. And Lance Lane has been impressing in the starting spot. Uh, Pino's coming back from injury, not at full fitness yet. Um, Lance Lane should be starting until Pino can do something off the bench, either in Lance Lance's position or sub down for someone else, either behind Ramirez or for Ramirez. I I mean, I don't know the reasons
1: behind these substitutions. I don't know, for example, why Ben Speeds isn't starting either. Uh, But all I'll say is that I want the Loons to leave the NASL with that trophy. I care a whole heck of a lot more about that than honestly, even our first MLS season, because I have so low expectations for oh, next yeah. year. Totally, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to lose c- so much next year. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> next year it's going to be all about just, yay, we're MLS. Boy, this really sucks on the pitch, but yay, we're MLS, and there's like 8,000 people in the stadium now every game. Like, It's going to be about the atmosphere. It's going to be about the fact that we're in a stable league. It's going to be about all of these other like things, but let's not kid ourselves. We're an expansion team. We're not going to do some great... So I want to leave on the highest possible note here, and I hope that that's... That's also what what we're trying to do.
2: And honestly, I think the metric that Manny Lagos is going to be looking at Carl Craig for is that sort of success. You know, can you develop some of these players while still winning? I think the winning aspect is going to be more important than the development aspect. Because somebody like JC Banks, for instance, I like seeing him on the field. I like the idea that we've kind of... And the big development for him but at the same time Ben Spees is probably better than him so when you start Banks in front of Spees, I think to myself you're putting Banks on an audition as opposed to looking towards the best 11 that you can play for each game so I don't mm-hmm. know if that's necessarily in Carl's Mindset, or if he does actually rank Banks in front of Spies. But regardless of what it is, I want to see them maybe shift more of their focus in this stretch run towards just winning every game that you can. Yeah. Because at this point, the best audition that the players can give is they were part of a win. They put X amount towards winning this specific game they were part of this big play that led to them winning let's, rather than
1: anything else. Let, speaking of winning, let's talk about the winning team and the game that we were talking about about two hours ago. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Maurer, Jimmy Maurer, uh seems to have great games every now and then. Not as often as he did last year, in my opinion, but uh, they always seem to come against us. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not fair. It's not fair at all. He had like at least two just incredible saves that... Um, Prevented goals that most other goalkeepers, I would say almost all the other goalkeepers in the league, would have allowed in. Um, Seven saves total.
2: Ended up in the team of the week for it. Yeah. Well deserved. Richly deserved, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So, and and, uh, the Cosmos have also been getting, like, basically just hammered recently. Like, they lost another player to Miami FC recently. Uh, Basically, Miami is just buying all the Cosmos players, which is so amusing. But um, they did... Cosmos did bring somebody in this time and they brought in uh, Andrea Mancini uh, of uh, Manchester City fame who's Totally not signed because his dad
0: was the coach, guys. He and really was Inter Milan fame, except for his dad was the D- coach. No, there. guys, no, he, he definitely had the. No. That's why he went to DC United afterwards and Hungarian leads. Uh, those are definitely steps up from yeah. Inter Milan and Man City, progressing his career now he's in the NASL. Come I'm on, pretty guys. sure DC
1: United isn't a step up from like DC United reserves. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so uh, this guy is he's 24, so I guess I mean. Who knows? Uh, maybe Savarese just wanted a dude to, like, chat in Italian with in the dressing room or something. I I, I don't know. Uh, but maybe he's a development pro, prospect. Maybe? maybe. Uh, it, it, I'm there grasping seem, straws here, guys.
2: Yeah, there does seem to be a little bit of a stalled development. Because after he spent time in the Man City and Inter Milan systems, um, he went on to kind of be leagues with Hungary and had a trial with DC United. I would assume that just from osmosis, he has the... The knowledge of the game to
1: really do something, but (laughs) he slept with uh, the inverted pyramid under his pillow. (laughs) All right, well, we'll we'll see what happens with Andrea Mancini. Uh, Maybe Roberto Mancini becomes the coach of the Cosmos next year. Who knows? Uh, At this point, though, guys, we are we've got 40 minutes without a break. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) please edit something out. (laughs) All right, all right, Uh, give me more work to do, guys. But let's let's take a break over here. Uh, What you're going to listen to next by the way is a recording i took at a game of uh, newport county fc versus um cheltenham town fc Welcome back to two United fans. We're actually two United fans because Caleb just admitted that the last time he drank scotch, he mixed it with <laughs> soda. Uh, and I, I have was dis-
0: 19 years old. I didn't Why know you're still here. You do not get out. count as a United fan. I was. I wasn't no. even legal age yet. <laughs> no, ex- I'm hearing a lot of excuses, and I, you, I think they're valid excuses. No, no, I was a
2: scotch enthusiast at 20 years old. <laughs> oh. I was drinking scotch
1: in the uh, womb. Okay, before I was even <laughs> conceived. <laughs> no okay I, that actually, explains a lot notch I've actually got a funny story about this which is um when I had my own apartment in chicago i um I, I used to have i used to pride myself on basically having friends over and just having a good time um because I was in grad school and i had Really nothing to do other than, you know, wallow in my own misery when I was by myself. So I tried not to do that by having friends over. And on my, I think it was my, like, 26th birthday or something, I went out and I was like, I'm going to spend a bunch of money on a great bottle of scotch. So I bought, like, a Glenlivet, I think it was like a 20-something years old scotch. And I had it at my place. And three days later, one of my closest friends came over. He eyes up the bottle sitting on top of the bar and is like, hey, can I I have a glass of this? And I'm just filled with the fact that, like, I've just, Turned a new age. I've become more mature. I love this friend of mine. He's a great guy. Let me let me be benevolent and and share a drink with him. So I pour myself some and pour it back. I'm like, all right, my friend, go out, go ahead and have it. And then I dramatically walk to the window and turn my back to him and I'm just sipping scotch, <laughs> feeling good about my life. And then I hear him pouring the scotch like. Dick, 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 dick. I'm like, ah, oh, my friend is gonna enjoy this wonderful scotch that I have I have bought for my birthday. And then we're gonna have a great moment here. And it's gonna be. And then I hear the of soda bottle, I turn around as I see this guy pouring 7-Up into my Glenlivet. He's making a 7-and-7 with a friggin' 20-something-year-old scotch, man. You know the the feeling that you
2: had when you saw the Ramon Martin Del Campo sliding into the upright? (laughs) That's the feeling that I have right now of... (laughs) <laughs> such
1: scotch being wasted on 7-Hop. I'm pretty sure he could have walked up to me, tapped me on my shoulder, just kicked me square in the nuts, but actually had the sc- scotch neat, and I'd been like, all right, that's
2: that's fine, <laughs> dude. No problem. At least it's not a nice cube.
1: Right? Oh, my God. I uh, Yeah, anyway. I'm, that was. I'm, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you, you <laughs> just basically triggered me, is what I'm saying, and uh, I, it was a very bad memory.
2: And this but... is as I drink a scotch that... I won off of horse racing winnings that I blamed on Caleb. So I have a, and I'm very glad that she does not listen to the podcast. I have a um, ex-vegan wife who is still a very staunch animal rights activist who Uh does not permit me to go to horse races. Um, So I went with my mother to some racing on Labor Day while she was um, sleeping the day away because she works nights. Uh-huh. And I won 90 bucks. Whoa. Uh, yeah. I, I hit on a couple of trifectas that paid me very handsomely. So I was like, "All right, I have no idea what I'm going to spend this money that I can't actually admit to having on. So I, I bought myself like a 25, 30 buck bottle of bourbon and just spent the rest of the money on lunches for the next couple of weeks. It's so the exciting life of uh,
0: Colin O'Donnell. Yeah. Live dangerously.
2: The things that you lied to
0: your spouse about. I'm taking notes of what not to do for my marriage. Yeah, yes. <laughs> seriously. Um, all right.
1: At some point, we should get back to soccer. Speaking so, uh, of soccer. <laughs> about yet, right? um, this is going to be a really long episode. It's, I'm still going to have to edit stuff out. It's still probably going to be above an hour. But uh, uh, it's good stuff. I'm, uh, I am I should talk just a brief moment about the the match I went to. I went to a League 2 game, of course. Again, a, a Newport County FC versus Shelton Town. town. Uh, good time. Uh 20 pounds bought me a ticket at midfield, five seats from the pitch. Uh it was amazing. I found the game to be much louder. Like the players were shouting more
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. than uh the NASL counterparts who were like really like I don't know what why that is. The crowd though was much quieter. The I think that might be the fact that this Newport team isn't doing so well. They they've had an interesting history of being like exiled from their stadium, being wound up and coming back and stuff. So I, I encourage people to go read about Newport County on the Wikipedia. It's an interesting story. There's also a great four four two article about it. Um, but in in general, it's a great game mostly because the crowd is really vocal. Like they actually tell the players and the referee exactly what they think, <laughs> and it's nice. it's fantastic. I mean, this is like the crowd in India versus Puerto Rico versus. Was like, they would cheer, but they wouldn't, like, talk back. And, th- like, at one point, the, like, away fans started booing something. And this guy next to me in the well I was like, Shut up, you fucking idiots. And, like, <laughs> it, it was it was, it was, was just, like, there's a lot of flavor that way. And I, I really enjoyed it. So I would say that if you guys have a chance to, to head on over to Europe um, every summer to learn the best chance and take them to Seattle, if you're going to go do that, uh, do go to lower league games; they're a lot of fun, um, and I enjoyed myself immensely. But with that, let us let us talk about the American lower leagues again. <laughs> Carolina Carolina versus Ottawa ended with nil nil in front of four thousand people in Cary. Uh, again, we got it all wrong. We thought Carolina was going to win, mm-hmm. but uh, they did not, and they have only scored one goal against the Fury in three games. And this, despite the fact that Fury only had sixteen players available for this game, three of, three of their squad were sick, but they have some death problems right now.
2: Uh, 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 I have the black lung.
1: I was wondering where that was going, <laughs> and was... like, given given where our podcast ran right in this first thirty seconds, I was a little worried. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh... Uh, Paul Aldeghese has come in for a little bit of criticism from from Fury fans on Twitter uh, that I saw last week. And after this game, he, he. this is a quote from him taken by Neil Morris, a WRAL sports fan who also provided the stats I read earlier. He's, uh, Paul Dalglish said, It's not the way I want to see a team I'm involved, in, I'm involved with play. And uh, by the way, editors note, this is referring to the fact that this team is lining up defensively, even though he said at the start of the season that we play an offensive game. So, uh, but back to back to Paul Lally's. But it's the cards we've been dealt. I have to put my ego to the side and do what's best for Ottawa Fury. And what's best for Ottawa Fury is to try and get as many points out of these games as possible. We're so shorthanded. We've had twelve outfield players available for training and games. We've had academy kids sitting on the bench, so we have enough to make these substitutions. That is such a dire indictment, guys. That's insane. You wonder why they're looking
2: possibly towards league changes. At least the fact that they're flirting with such ideas is probably a sign that they just simply don't have the money to be playing real players as opposed to academy
1: kids. And there was an Ottawa Sun article where, which said this week that they might actually spend another year in NASL and that the team is losing $2 million a week. It's it's
0: not good. If they're oh, losing two million dollars, not like good at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> two million dollars. Who is running this team? Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. we we just lost like the three listeners that we mentioned before. Uh, but, uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so, so fuck li- you guys. You're voting for Donald Trump anyway. <laughs> don't say you a really shame just, feel calm. <laughs> Uh, they're losing two million dollars a year. The Arrow Fury are so it's kind of not that seems the more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving along to Puerto Rico versus Tampa Bay Artis, All we really need to say about this game is that it was a nil nil draw. So mm-hmm. let's move. Which on. I called. You did. He call. did call. Yes. I called yes. Call. Yes, yes, you, nil nil. Draw. Yes, you did, Colin. Good job. Yes. You... <laughs> yeah. He's, Colin's the most humble man. He's yes. he's so humble. I, Humb- most humble I'm just saying, enough. like,
2: if I switch from horse racing betting to NISL betting, I'm gonna make like
1: maybe. Zero money. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna like like ones of dollars. Anyway, uh, <laughs> FC Edmonton versus Miami FC ended zero to two to Miami in front of a amazing crowd of fifteen hundred people.
0: I picked this one, right? Oh, there yeah. so he's so, getting into yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't okay. remind
1: me of money I would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> but but guys. The Matt Van okel that we all know and love is back. The Matt <laughs> oh, Van okel of uh like grim looking memes like expressing like you know, uh what is it, uh like amazing plays Like they literally posted like a bunch of like Matt Van okel pictures of looking really serious, being like, This guy's amazing. Like you know, <laughs> now, now he Matt Van okel as
2: the Michael Phelps angry face meme. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: Uh no longer. No. He <laughs> uh two Two big mistakes that led to goals for uh, Miami FC. First one, he kind of rolls the ball, kind of almost lazily, to everyone's fav- favorite alleged racist DiBiase. and <laughs> he's immediately tackled <laughs> by Dario Svetanich <laughs> and split back in net really easily. Um, <laughs> I said a legend, damn it!
2: <laughs> no, no, no. The league admitted that he's probably a racist.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, and then, you, then he uh such an absurd situation and you keep going. Then, keep uh, going.
0: Second goal by Miami, uh Van does his best uh early Sammy days impression where he runs out way too far and then tries to backpedal into the box as uh, it, uh he learned Ranella.
2: very well in those days too, <laughs> lest right. we forget.
0: Yes. Uh and just it's easily turned by Renella and another goal, just two yeah. howlers, two goals for Miami.
1: Basically, Edmonton missed a chance to to get one up on Indy this week, um, because of because of that. So, uh, anyway, let's let's move on to OK OKC versus uh, Jacksonville, uh, which another match that I predicted wrong
0: because I predicted there would be
2: football lines, and somehow the next turf was actually there.
0: Yeah, you the, could the, pick out every individual square too. Which is yeah, perfect. yes, you it's could. <laughs> a little weird.
1: I've never had. I've never been able to see that before. And this time, it was back. Uh, it was returned. Um, is this a typo that there were nine hundred twenty-four people in attendance?
2: Probably
0: not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so I'm, uh, they probably saw the best game of the week though, with they? goals and uh, go back and forth. Um, lots of exciting goals. Uh, Marvin Chavez beautiful goal on a free kick. Yeah, and.
2: Uh, before we get too far, it ended up three two to Rio OKC, which they beat Jacksonville. I guess. I mean, it's a nice score. The fans it, got it's, to see some it's goals. It's three. I mean, yeah, I mean, all, all nine hundred and twenty four of those fans saw three points.
0: Jacksonville kind of beat Jacksonville because of that own goal that uh, Jerome. Straight into that was probably the best finish of the (laughs) entire
2: game, if not the entire week.
1: Oh wow, this isn't a typo.
0: Damn, there were only nine hundred
1: twenty-four people in attendance on a weekend game. That's insane.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna. I mean,
2: they are playing their weekend games on a Sunday night, which. Maybe people don't want to go out when they have to go to work the and next morning. But
0: maybe there's an energy game that's the same time that they're competing with now. Now that OTC, maybe their OTC whole team now. has been in
1: shambles for the last couple of weeks, and they weren't even sure if they were going to have a pitch. Uh, for this game available I mean that could be a two but I, I like my version better
0: <laughs> right. exactly well anyway maybe
2: was... Luis Cucati suddenly became the ticket counter
1: for the team <laughs> <laughs> well uh, they did have this game did have one incredible own goal from Meshach Jerome who in, valiantly intercepted a ground pass from I, th- I believe it was Georgia Samaras and kicked it straight into his net it was pretty unbelievable he like properly wrong footed the keeper it was oh, beautiful it was, finish uh, yeah this is a terrific <laughs> own goal um and there was a safe penalty in this game as well, so good thing Miguel Gerardo wasn't in goal. But um, <laughs> oh. let us um. Oh one one last thing, Gerardo Noose of
0: Rio K C. This is his first win. The new coach, good stuff. I guess uh, when under all the scrutiny the team has been under, it, they got a win out of it. So positive, yeah. It's overlining of you know, that huge dark cloud over yep. Rio K C. Right now. Exactly.
2: Don't uh, don't besmirch Dark Clouds by saying Ryo Okc <laughs> in the same sentence. I'm
0: so sorry.
1: Uh, Miami played Carolina, and the score was one 0 in
2: front of 6,592 people. What? That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, bad, yeah, and that's that's actually mid-week? a really good
1: midweek score.
0: Yeah, I think one of these times we should talk about Miami FC and the and their uh, brand in Miami and how it's gonna maybe affect MLS trying to move in or not. So they built something really good there, and they have. Well, over 6,000 people there. I mean, David Beckham, yeah, whatever. Never never mind
2: the fact that it's hot babes that are really fueling all of this. Right, right, yeah. And puppets. It's, uh, oh my God.
1: (laughs) It's just been such a crap show in the market. The whole team on the marketing side, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, I I'm curious to see what the ticket pricing is uh, that gets these people into the door. And um, I I mean, it's a really good sign to see this happen. Maybe I so. know I know at least the Minnesota United game that they
2: almost broke ten thousand tickets for. They had dollar tickets and dollar beers, but Heck. something. If you're able to at least announce over six thousand tickets for a midweek game, you're doing something
1: right at least. Right. I mean, after having a few dollar beers, I would go out and buy a bunch of dollar tickets. <laughs> 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 uh, I've won ninety bucks in horses. Ninety tickets, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's let's keep let's keep uh, going here with this game's news. Brian Silvestri, who's replaced Akira Fitzgerald at the starting spot at carolina did pretty well this game but i mean he was basically left out to dry on on the one goal i mean it, it was a short kick to
2: um matt watson and darius evitanich just picked it off of his feet i don't know if he can blame watson or he, he didn't
0: Celester even try to it. keep it I didn't think yeah he, it. he, he, he got really there's no awareness yeah. no awareness he he got tackled and right away just kind of accepted his fate and just yeah. kind of like, oh, I yeah. just let the whole team down. Yes, you it, did. Watson. And yes, you it, did. surprisingly, it was a game that
2: Carolina rested probably their three best players, Omar Bravo, Itay Shepelani, and Matt Fondi, All of them were available off the bench, but
1: they were not in the starting 11. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I mean, Carolina is continues to be this team that just has an up and down and plays below where they really, I think, should be playing. So... Mm. Um, let's keep moving to FC Edmonton versus OKC which also ended in a thrilling little draw very thrilling
2: yeah. but it was
0: the game of the week for NASL
1: it was on, yeah. on it, OWS, yeah. and uh, and the attendance didn't change between the um, weekend and midweek it stayed at 1,500 people <laughs> hooray um, and uh, Daniel Fernandez of Raya OKC the most interesting thing that happened in this game he borrowed Juan Bucci's hat
2: Yes. Yeah. You're... Although, to be fair, I thought Juan Booch wore like a flat bill hat as opposed to the rounded brim that Fernandez was
0: wearing. Okay. Well, I um,
1: I don't know. Um, Caleb, you're
0: you're a little way. bit more
2: astute when it comes to hat bills than I am. I so. just picture
0: John. Sorry, Juan Buch hat as just a dad hat. Dad hat. Dad hat. <laughs> He just comes up, I I mean
1: he should come on one day with like a fedora on like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty great. Um let me save this for you, my <laughs> God. <laughs> My defense. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's go on, guys. We are at the 55-minute mark. Let's move on to uh, predictions for this week. I hope
2: you haven't listened this long, but just in case.
1: By the way, people, uh, well, since I give them these timestamps every now and then can now tell just how much I've cut out of the podcast, <laughs> go back and be like, 55, it's like 15 minutes into the pod, what happened? <laughs> so much I've tried out. Yeah. you anything. didn't miss anything don't worry right we'll have the uh directors cut up this episode in about a year's time. <laughs> uh but let, let's let's talk about predictions for next week and yep, so. uh, let's straight jump to the weekend's games um
0: nyc versus fce cosmos versus fc edmonton what do you think boys cosmos un- unfortunately they're they're probably gonna win the fall season cosmos, no,
1: I no, think. come on, don't <laughs> say that.
2: It's it's been a rough week for FC Edmonton, and I think the fact that they're going into probably the worst place to play a home game in the NASL,
1: <sighs> cosmos. God, this, this annoys me. It it really bugs me. I'm not you. happy about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm very upset I'm a, that I will
0: pick this right, but <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm kind of dead inside right now.
1: Well, I do predict the Cosmos. You did just, just get married, Sam. Uh, I did. I do. No, uh, oh, I God.
0: just opened that door right up for you, so it just hammered <laughs> shut on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Indy versus Miami FC. Um, this basically comes down to. It's that this is our game, boys. Indy are like the Chicago Cubs fans, like, we're gonna do it this time. We're gonna break out of our like slump. Um, they are at home, so I think this is a, this is one of the safer bets for them coming out. I think I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the aspirational pick of Indy.
0: I also have Indy. Um at home just really hope, just for Minnesota's sake, that Miami drops some points. Yeah.
2: I've got Miami um, They're just on such a tear When it comes to road games That I can't pick against them At this point And given that Indy's kind of on a swoon We haven't really talked as much as we should About whether or not Indy has kind of fallen off the wagon But
1: We'll see I mean older players But maybe the the idea is not to play as hard Until you get to the playoffs Because they got the so- spots sewn up um, the only thing they're playing for right now is the um, the one seed or the two seed. So uh, we, we'll see, we'll see. Why don't we talk about this next week? Because okay, it's probably not going to be as much news.
0: Maybe. Let's just say this: I'm uh,
2: hoping that I'm wrong, but I doubt that
1: I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, the the uh, next game is the battle of the backmarkers in the league: Puerto Rico FC versus Jacksonville. We're not going to talk about this except to just give our predictions, guys. I'm going with Puerto Rico.
0: Puerto Rico. I have Jacksonville. All
1: right. That's enough said nah. about that. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays versus Carolina Railhawks uh, right. The battle of the underperforming teams um, This is an interesting one
2: What do you think? I keep being surprised that Tampa Bay is this far back In the table But I think that they've got enough talent to win it
0: yeah, yeah, same. I have Tampa Bay in this one as well.
1: Same. Uh, Minnesota United versus Ottawa Fury. Yeah, I mean, twelve outfield flares and a bunch of academy guys. Come on, we um, we
0: definitely should be winning this. Yeah, we, we should. should. Uh, and, uh, I really hope. I we
2: really do. hope that we win this, and I would assume that we'll win handily.
1: Um, next turf versus cricket ground. Um, which of the <laughs> funny uh. Venue stories of this year is gonna win. Bring out uh, the
0: bats, cricket down, down for the win.
1: Oh, you got, you got Fort Lauderdale? Was that or a good uh, cricket? Fort was
0: that a good cricket reference? Bring out the bats. They're I'm bats pretty that, right? Yeah, we okay. did.
2: If you've ever been paddled by a cricket
0: bat, those things hurt. <laughs> I haven't. I was what the um, heck? I mean. Well, we talked about my honeymoon this already. Is a sex so episode. We this is we've talked honeymoon? about his honeymoon. We <laughs> talked about totally his. The sex episode. Is his this... fraternity days. Is this is Colin's um, honeymoon. My fraternity honeymoon
1: now? days were blissfully. Like, I I haven't of like battling. Okay, or any. Like... Seriously,
2: I I have not been <laughs> on a honeymoon days... at all. So. You've got a honeymoon. You've got a fraternity. I've got my life outside of the podcast.
1: Uh, Self-depreciating, depressing confession. My fraternity days were sadly free of much sexual activity anyway. So, uh, (laughs) Gee, I wonder why not. (laughs) What the heck? I feel very judged right now. And I just (laughs) want (laughs) to say, getting back to the predictions. uh, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go with OKC because I hate you guys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Let's talk really quick about programming notes, which is that um, next week we're going to record on Monday night because I'm going to be out of town again for the rest of the week. So we're going to come back to you a little bit sooner than, uh, than typical. Um, before the midweeks games of course and um, we will hopefully have a slightly shorter episode next week uh, to bring also one that isn't like a little more family friendly guys come on it's probably kids listening to this
0: oh god I hope not
1: <laughs> uh, Jesus uh, anyway uh, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Logstock Spock uh, where can the good people find you guys uh, you can find me at K Olson 716 you can find
2: me at The Attachment with news about going to Trivia Mafia on Wednesday nights. Hey hey, 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 We're not being sponsored. Hashtag
1: shameless plug. If you want to give us some
2: money about this. I mean, please, Omni Brewing, sponsor us because not only will you have me, but you will also have this podcast.
1: There you go. All right. Well, you can you. find this podcast at TWO United Fans. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, SoundCloud. Good, Great podcast providers everywhere. Uh, so please tell your friends about this podcast if you do like it because we like uh, listening and, uh, you know, having uh, silly sex jokes all the way around. <laughs> uh, what, what, else, what else do we have to say? I don't think there's anything else left except to say good night and good luck.
0: And freelance.